You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. First, we got a couple of things we're going to get to this segment, but we want to talk about the market itself. What are you hearing uh, from your realtor friends, and you would have many of them, about the uh, the local market right now? Well, there's definitely more listings. Yeah. A realtor that we've had on our show, James Dwyer, he put out a tweet the other day that there were 30 new listings on Monday, which is up from like an average of like five or six a day. Yeah. That was last Monday. 30, usually there's been five or six. Five or six. So yeah. there's been a spike. His hypothesis is it's people that have bought homes in the last couple of years right. that are now Can't listing them. I don't know if that's 100% true. <laughs> I don't know if that's 100% true. I don't know if there's enough data well, yet cases, to back that up. In some cases. I think in some cases, yes, yeah. there will be. Yeah. I think in some cases, if people did shorter term fixed, if you're in a variable, if your employment changed, right, you're maybe listing your home, especially yeah. if you bought this prior to 2020. You probably right. have some equity. Yeah, I visited uh, s- some friends in the Spryfield area, which I live in the Spryfield. But that there's a large subdivision off Herring Cove Road, mm-hmm. and there's lots of big subdivisions. The new construction, there. yeah, the new construction, yeah. all new construction, and they're nice, kind of sleek, modern-looking houses. It's kind of three-level type thing, mm-hmm. the whole thing. But they're looking and getting seven plus hundred thousand dollars for those units. And, and and I'm not saying that that's overvalued or anything like that by any stretch, but it, it just it seems to me that that that's kind of a and I don't like to say middle income type area or whatever, but it's not an affluent area. Let's put it that way. And it wasn't all that long ago. A seven hundred fifty thousand dollar home was you an would affluent. be getting a mansion in. Well, Halifax. that was an affluent area. That mm-hmm. would be a bed. You could live, move to Bedford for seven fifty at one time, right? Like new construction, right? Right. So what happened, I guess? I mean, you know this market well. I'm fairly new to the city. I've been here for five years. But but what happened? Things have shifted. Yeah. Obviously, things have shifted. The values have gone up, Todd, over the yeah. last you know two and three years. We've seen constant growth. And is the price going to continue going up at this level? I don't think so. I think the price is now going to start leveling off. Right. But are the prices going down? The realtors are saying the average sale price is down. But that doesn't necessarily mean the price is down. We think that maybe some of the homes that are selling are some of the lower end right. real estate. So yeah. that's why the average sale is lower yeah. because people can afford less due to the rates. What's lower end? Like 500, 600,000? Like 300,000. Yeah. 200,000. But there's not a lot of those around. They exist though. Yeah. They do exist. Yeah. And maybe you have to go, you know, either it's properties that need a lot of improvements a lot of work, a lot of work, yeah. or further out of the core. Right. They yeah. do exist. Yeah. You know, I think the average is still somewhere around that $500,000 mark. That's what the average home price is. Mm -hmm. And coming into the spring, this is what's going to be interesting. Are we going to get into really a seller's market again? Are there going to be more buyers in the market than there are going to be sellers? People have hit the pause button. We talked about it in November, even Mm -hmm. during Financial Literacy Month. We feel things are slowing down. There are less transactions happening. There's less sales happening. Mm-hmm. People can't pause forever. Yeah. There's an unsatiable taste to buy real estate, yeah. but there's a need for housing. Yep. Apartments have a 1% vacancy. Buying a home, is it cheaper than renting? In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Mm-hmm. But typically, home ownership is an investment. Yeah. It will appreciate. Do I think it's going to appreciate a double-digit increases going forward? Likely not. Mm-hmm. In Halifax, we've had very steady growth over the years, one, two, three percent. Right. We're gonna get back there. Yeah. We're gonna get back to that. Yeah. But these new construction that you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's the new 
price, you know, $700,000 yeah. yeah. for a new construction property. The cost materials certainly have increased and that all kind of comes into yeah. into, into It's just there. interesting though how the gentrification, I guess, to use that term, mm-hmm. of areas and and how that elevates everybody. And that's great for me, by the way, in this right field. Well, area. you've done it. That's right. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was the same thing like when you bought your property. Mm-hmm. It needs some work. Yep. You did the work. And guess what? Now yeah, it's, it's doubled in value. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And a lot of people are in a very similar situation. Some people have done a lot of work to their property. Some people have done zero work to their property. Mm-hmm. But the market plays a piece here in terms of how properties appreciate. But we can't always just be reliant on the market. Right. Right? Yeah. Because now that the market, I think, is going to be more turbulent, i.e., are we going to have as many listings this spring? I hope. Mm-hmm. I hope there's a lot of selection, and I hope the market is more balanced for buyers and sellers. Right. It was very fast and furious for a long time where there were so many offers. People were bidding way, way over, like $100,000 over the asking price. I think realtors were listing properties very low mm-hmm. with the intention that they were going to get those bidding wars. Right. And I don't think it's good for the market. I think having a balanced market makes it easier for everyone. People can put in their standard conditions. We can ensure everyone is protected. We want to protect the buyers and, and the sellers. Right. And for me, I'm in mortgage finance. I want to make sure it goes smoothly. Right. And I want to make sure our client, who is a buyer, is going to be protected and getting good advice. Right. All right, let's talk refinance. When's the environment good to refinance for people in, as individuals? I can tell you we are seeing a ton of refinance at renewal right now, Todd, and a lot are coming out of the big five. Right. Why and they, I'm not why saying that we're not just, going back. I'm not right. saying that we're not taking those back to another bank of the big five. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But a lot You're of- You're saying they're leaving the big five. A lot of people that are coming out for renewal are leaving the big five because the rates at renewal are insane. Really? What's I, insane? Like 1% higher than what's available in the marketplace. Really? In yeah. some cases more, some cases less. So what number are you talking? Like above 6% in many wow. cases. And they would have been what going into uh, the refinanced? Well, three, like, three and three, a half? Yeah, in many cases, yeah. people are seeing rates at, on the renewal about double what they were coming out of. Wow. So I think A, when you're at renewal, great time. Yeah. Regardless if you want to refinance or do a renewal, we can get involved in a renewal, which we call a transfer or a switch to another lender with no new funds. That's a transaction that we do as well. Right. But I think when you're at renewal, definitely at least check things out. Yeah. If yeah. your income and the credit and everything's good, yeah. check it out. Check it out. If it's doubled, what does that mean for your payment? Your payment's not doubling. No, it's not doubling. That's why. But the interest cost is doubling. You're right, right. Right. And your yeah. amortization is not getting longer. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think that's something that can have a significant impact to right. a household's monthly finances. Yeah. And I can tell you, I'm getting a ton of calls, and I just think the pricing scheme with the big five—they took on so many mortgages right. the, in the last three years. Yeah. Their appetite is going down. Yeah. They want some of these mortgages getting paid out. Yeah. So that's why they're not getting super aggressive. Different lenders have different appetites for mortgage lending. Right. The interesting thing is there is uh, some legislation changing with the federal government, which means these lenders have to have more funds on deposit right. to lend out money for mortgages, yeah. which means that mortgages are going to become a little bit more expensive right. down the road when this actually happens. So 
What's is, the time horizon for that? This is like this year. This year, yeah. And now we're talking like a margin of like, is it five yeah. basis points, 10 but again, basis this points, is, 50 this basis points? This isn't necessarily a bad thing that, that they have the look, that on. Liquidity. We want, yeah, we want liquidity. We want the banks to be liquid. Yeah. We want the banks to continue lending. And we want them to have the ability to continue lending. Exactly. And we need them. I'm not saying that the big five don't play a very important role with what we do. Right. We deal with many of the banks in the big five every day. And also some of the trust companies that we deal with, they get their funds from the big five. So all of these banks are participating right. in the mortgage market. If they're debiting your account or not, your funds are coming from depositors right. from all of these big five institutions. All right. So where do people go if they're not going to the big banks? You've got a lot of other lenders. Yeah, we have about 40 lenders. Yeah. You know, there's trust companies. There's banks with that don't have branches. There's credit unions. Let me ask you this question. Are some people almost snobs about this? Do they almost go like, oh, I need a bank. I'm sorry, I can't go with Yeah, I hear it every day. Emco Trust Company. That doesn't. It's like, why do you care once you have their money funded into your account? Every day I hear it. <laughs> Is that right? And I say, honestly, a couple of our biggest lenders that we do business with every day yeah. are the big five. I'll tell you why. Yeah. We really need them in more rural areas yeah. because some of these smaller lenders want to lend in Metro. Okay. Right. Yeah. So we do a lot of business with traditional lenders right? a lot, yeah. but that doesn't mean that they have the best price and the best terms. Right. Typically, if you have a fixed rate with a big five bank, yep. if you break that mortgage early, you will pay a bigger penalty than you will. If you have a mortgage from a mono line lender, right. the reason being is you're not just paying back an interest rate differential. In many cases, you're paying back the spread in terms of what the discount is. Right. So that penalty is typically much more. So you need to know that going in. Yeah. Some people want to deal with a bank because they're like, if I have a problem, I can just walk into the bank. Right. Well, if you have a problem, you can come to us yeah. or you can call servicing, but you don't normally touch your mortgage that much. Yeah. What would be the What problem? you do is you touch your checking account yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, guess what? People deal with checking accounts at yeah. Simply Financial and all this stuff and they yeah. deal with non, non-bank lenders. Yeah. So... Although I understand maybe the rationale of feeling more safe with the big five, it's all the same. Yeah. They're all federally regulated. All these banks, the money's really coming from the same place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I'm not saying the rate is the most important piece, but there's a factor between rate and terms and policy and approval and appetite that all factor in to where we potentially will fund someone's mortgage. And relationships change over time mm-hmm. and bank lenders' appetites change over time. I'm thinking some of some of the banks in the big five right now that basically almost have exited the mortgage market. Not that they're not doing mortgages, but their rates are just that much higher than right. other lenders. Yeah. That their attitude is we don't want new mortgages. Yeah. We want our mortgages paid out yeah. because they want more liquidity. Yeah. But some people are just just straight up traditional, simple as that, right? Yeah, they certainly are, yeah. and that's okay. And we'll do those mortgages, Todd. Yeah. We'll do them with with the big five, but you just need to understand sometimes that comes with an additional cost. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we got one more segment, big exciting segment coming up. What do you want to talk about? I think we're definitely going to talk about what is actually going on with rates. People asking me every day. Okay, we'll be right back. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.